0: Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barberlay. Today, listener Connor Seitz-Bowen has a question for me. His question is, did you listen to any radio programs growing up, and has radio changed? I was heavily impacted by radio as a child, I loved listening to radio, I occasionally went in and saw my parents interviewed on radio, and in my late teens and early 20s, I had the ability to DJ on radio and also do fill-in slots for people on radio, be interviewed on radio and actually participate in radio in a way that really impacted me as well. I base Model Rail Radio on a format of radio that I'm very familiar with, associated with what's called, I don't know, radio, well, Radio National, I think, is the classical station in Australia, but uh, basically ABC Radio, which is like the national radio which also has regional shows. I like listening to Adelaide talkback gardening, these kind of things. You have all these interesting genres that are specifically catered to through this radio format. It's a little bit like NPR. It's a little bit like NPR without the funding drives, and it gets money from the government, so it's not quite as, I don't know. It's just different than NPR. It's hard to represent in terms of U.S. radio in terms of UK radio, very similar to the BBC in its many different forms. Probably more, well, I, don't, I can't talk now, but probably more like the pre-Hutton BBC, if such a thing exists or if such a thing is even memorable. In any case, radio had a substantial impact on me. I think the thing with these podcasts, in particular, Model Rail Radio, well, although Short Funk has elements associated with monologue radio and Stone Ape has elements also, So more probably like aggressive talkback radio than anything. The format of radio has changed. Certainly in certain areas, radio has changed quite fundamentally. I don't want to even talk about commercial radio, just in terms of like public radio, particularly public radio in the US. But really, radio has impacted and influenced my podcasting decisions considerably. And in the format of things like model rail radio, it's about producing something that is nice and is listenable and is respectful and covers the issues in such a way that people can just listen to it in the background and get a little bit when they have time to tune in. This is interesting in terms of producing radio as luxury. Producing radio is something that people want to listen to as a means of relaxation, as a means of gathering information, and most importantly, as a means of just creating a community of listeners. I think radio as a form has been extremely impactful on me, seeing how radio is produced. I gave an interview on BBC Radio 4 in 2004, which you can find, I think, on noble8.com slash Tom. It was an interesting interview. They didn't test my audio. I was based in Manchester. Most the interview was being conducted in London. They did all the audio checks in London, organised all that stuff together. And then, unfortunately, they didn't do the mic check for me in Manchester. There's always a difference between the South and the North in the UK. It was an interesting experience. So when I started recording podcasts, obviously my sense of radio impacted the way I recorded podcasts. Connor Sites Bowen, I hope I've answered your question. I haven't really explored how radio has changed because ultimately what I wanted to do was really talk more about my experiences early on. I don't listen to a lot of radio now. Almost all the audio I consume is in podcast form. Sometimes I consume podcasts of radio programs, but in general, I just listen to podcasts, as podcasts. And that is an interesting topic in and of itself, which I may explore in a future short funk, if ConnoCiteSpo kind of wants to ask. Tom Barbalay in San Jose, signing out.